It's the best damn sports show on YouTube. It's fluent and chill. I'm fluent. He's chill. What's up, Jay? In effect, in effect let's do it. The best damn is. show. I, I don't care. You know, I, I don't listen to the people that talk smack. I listen to the other people who say, move over, Skip and mm. Shannon. Move over, first take. <laughs> These guys know what they're talking about. You, you guys who subscribe <laughs> and make those comments, those are the ones I listen to. And we got, listen, we're one show away from the big Super Bowl show, right? So everybody knows on Friday, it's all Super Bowl. That's all we're doing. We're going to break down as much as we can about the Super Bowl and let you know who's going to win. So don't expect a pick today. Although, I'm going to ask you for an X factor without telling me who you think is going to win. Who you think's that person uh, on either team that you think is going to be the one that we should watch for that maybe not enough people are talking about? So mm -hmm. we're going to talk about that. Obviously, we're going to do mail drop because that's, mm -hmm. hey, that's when you guys pick the content. Talk about the NBA MVP race. Mm-hmm. I'm going to bring up Stephen A. Smith, who he picked as his top five. And we're gonna, is he crazy? Maybe he's right. We're going to talk about that. I want to ask you your favorite, your favorite Super Bowl moment of all time. There's a difference between your favorite and the best. Not the not best. The not the best. The one that not just, you go to sleep at night, and when you think <laughs> about it, you're like, ah, yeah. That was awesome. That was, that was so good. That was absolutely awesome. So we're going to talk about that. But first, I was out for a run. It's kind of slippery. Uh oh. I see where I am, you know. And I slipped and I fell. Uh oh. And as I was laying there on the ground, you know how sometimes you get dizzy and the earth kind of spins? Mm -hmm. And I could kind of see like the slope of the earth. And the reason I bring that up is because it made me think. Some people think the earth is flat. And I want to dive into, you know, we try to say, here's why they think it's flat. And, then and, and, and believe it too, Tone. It's not like they oh, think oh. the earth is flat and they just come up with a theory. No, oh, yeah. stand, they'll die on this hill. You, you are nuts if you think it's round. <laughs> and so, you know, a player we're going to probably talk about a little bit, Kyrie Irving, is one of those guys who thinks the earth mm -hmm. is flat. I don't know if Shaq thinks the world is flat, mm -hmm. but he once did say, of course it's flat. Because when I look, it's flat, mm -hmm. <laughs> which I find interesting. <laughs> so we'll give a couple of reasons why they think it's flat. Uh, you know, I love, I, you know, I want to point out that we're not conspiracy experts. We're just having a chat and try to give both sides of the story in, in layman's terms. Mm -hmm. There was someone who said, listen, if you really want to believe, what was the last one we talked about? about the moon landing, go check out this guy. And I encourage you, go check out that guy. But also in the comments, if you have reasons why you think it's flat or why you believe it's round, or you know any of the conspiracies that we've done, or next week's could be a sports conspiracy, just to kind of give you a little preview of next week. So, so let's, let's start. Mm -hmm. So in ancient times, I believe it was Aristotle, my great, 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 great grandfather. Mm -hmm. Not really. Maybe actually, you never, actually, you never, oh, no, yeah, you no, never no, actually know. No. I don't actually know yes or no. There might, there might be some lineage there. I, I, I might know. need to do one of those 23 of me's. <laughs> yeah, maybe I, maybe might, I find out. Yeah. Aristotle, Plato. Yeah. Somebody, yeah. somebody. So <laughs> he, he, you know, was very, he was a believer in the earth being flat. Mm -hmm. If you, if you think back to those kind of early days, mm -hmm. you would watch a ship sail off into the horizon. And then it just disappeared. Where'd it go? 
it fell off the end of the earth. Must have, because where else could it have gone? Can't see it anymore. It's gone. It's gone. So, you know, those, so there's those types of things. Also, you know, it's a lot to do with the horizon from what I've read. A lot to do with, you know, just, you know, it's a big conspiracy. And that's really the big thing. I think a lot of these conspiracies I'm finding as I start to do, like, I don't look, again, I don't want to be an expert on these. I don't have that much time. I look in, I read a couple of articles. I get some, some basic information so we can have these discussions. People seem mm-hmm. to like them. But one of the biggest things I found with almost every conspiracy theory that I've read about, it's just that the people who believe them are also typically either, either anti-science, anti-government, Mm-hmm. anti-establishment right so they're just they're feeding us why are they telling us this yeah why and my always response to it is well why would they lie what is the purpose of saying the earth is round versus the earth is flat what advantage does it give them i i don't i don't know the answer to that one. so let me ask before i go into the why it's round i want to what are, what is your thought on this flat earth kind of well to start like you just said, well, what is their advantage? The advantage is anti-establishment. Their advantage is anti-government. That's the advantage right there. I am not going to do what you say. Even if what you say is correct, I'm going to go against the grain, which would explain why I'm going to say that the earth is that the earth is flat. Now, my first thought when I think about the earth being flat, I think about a flat surface. I think about paper. I think about a counter. With all of that being said, Tone, there's an end to these things, right? So if there's an end to them, don't you see the end? Wouldn't you go to the end to see? And whatever is on that flat surface that, quote unquote, fell off, wouldn't you see that it fell off? I mean, it wouldn't just be it just fell off and you never heard from it again. And add that to the fact that if the earth was flat and these boats or whatever it is fell off the edge of it, why would anybody go there ever again? What's the no, reason? For, because the they reason? don't they don't believe it. <laughs> maybe, maybe the end of the earth, maybe the end of the earth coincides exactly with where the Bermuda Triangle was. I find this very interesting. Do you remember growing up, ships and planes disappear. always used to disappear in the Bermuda Triangle? Right. I don't Which hear that. Do you do you hear that anymore? I don't. No, I, I, I do don't. Not. I've, I've not heard one plane or ship disappear in the Bermuda Triangle in years. What happened? Did it just lose its power? And last okay. I checked, Bermuda is still there, Tony. If I'm not, Bermuda didn't move or anything like that. Bermuda is still where it is, and the Bermuda Triangle hasn't shifted to Rio de Janeiro or something like that. It's still where it is. And if that's the case, then why in 1979 or why in 1960? Did ships disappear? But in 2015, you could actually go on a cruise through Bermuda and have physical evidence, film, to say that you went on a cruise and be back in a week. What's the story? Well, the story is, is conspiracy theorists, like these people that talk about the earth being flat, they go against the grain. They go against the science, right? And the reason why they go against the science is because they want to be different. They need to be different. They need to be heard. Absolutely. So when I think about the earth being flat, other than the fact that there's actual physical evidence like film, which like you just talked about, 
because I'm going to go on record tone, your uncle, your great, 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 great <laughs> uncle, Aristotle, he didn't have any film in the 15th century. No, he did not. All he had to go on the film was this right here, these two things right sticking out of his face. So that's all he had. So up until that, we didn't know. We just saw a flat surface and it may look like boats just fell off the earth. Well, if that's true, then why would anybody go there? Why would anybody travel to the horizon only to fall off? Well, we want to disprove this. We want to prove the theory that the earth is round. Well, I think that's a nuts way of, of, of disproving that. So, In, in 1893, Orlando Ferguson, mm-hmm. and I'm going to pull up, you'll see this map here, which is he drew a square and stationary earth. And it has like big, tall borders around it. And then mm-hmm. kind of this, it's almost, it's, it's interesting though, because even though he believes in a flat earth and he drew it, it's this square model with high edges, but in the middle is almost like a half globe. So he still believed there's some curvature, which would explain kind of the shadows, the horizon, those types of things. I find right. it interesting. So that was in 1893. So it's not like, I, I know we want to say it's hundreds of years. 1893, not in the grand scheme of things, not that long ago. Mm-hmm. Um, so here's some reasons why people will tell you, well, that's crazy. And why we know the earth is round. So I'm just going to list off kind of the bullet points. A lunar eclipse could only occur at midnight if the earth was flat, because that would be the only time that you could get the sun directly in, in the way of the moon and create mm-hmm. what we see as a <laughs> lunar eclipse. I, may, I don't know, unless maybe the moon is also flat. Maybe the sun is flat. I don't know. Right. Um, Which the di- true. <laughs> <laughs> anyway. Different, different locations on earth experience seasons at different times correct well if the earth was flat that would be difficult to occur because it would basically be summer for everybody and then when the sun went around the other side again if you believe that the the earth some of those also have the sun rotating around the earth versus Mm -hmm. the earth rotating around the sun though so there's some additional things that go with the thing but if it was a flat earth and the sun let's say the sun rotated around right right it would be summer for everybody then winter for everybody, summer for everybody, and then winter for everybody. Obviously, we know that's not the case. And again, I'm paraphrasing a lot of this stuff. Different stars are visible from different latitudes. Well, if the Earth was flat, that would not be the case. But you can see these stars and then those stars, depending on where you are on the Earth. Science, it's a, you know, I'm, 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 so you know that right, these diagrams that you're seeing, because you'll be seeing, you're not, Jay's not seeing the diagrams. You guys are seeing these diagrams. Mm-hmm. Um, you cannot see, oh, this one's a hard one for me. You know, I'm terrible with words like this. Um, you cannot see Kawakini from the peak of Monokai. So Monokai is the highest peak in Hawaii. It's uh, the summit of the big island. It has amazing views with nothing but ocean around it. So, so there's, there's just the, because if it was flat, you would be able to see Mm-hmm. off these high mountains everything but there's a drop off where it curves right that's basically what they're trying to say there sunsets and sunrises happen at different times depending on your longitude if the earth was flat the sun would rise for everybody right. the sun would set for everybody i actually prefer it i think that would be great if we had one time zone and we all got up at the same time we all went to be it would make those west coast games so much better for me to watch 
money. Because Good. man, when I'm up until 10 30, 11 30, 12 30, right. you know, watching the, the, the Warriors play, my oh, Lakers play. The, the Clippers at, at 12 30. Yeah, man, it, I, I regret being ball. on the East Coast. <laughs> I will yeah. say this. I will say this. <clears throat> as much as I thought I wouldn't like it, I really liked when I lived in LA and the football games would start at what, 10 o'clock in the morning? Mm-hmm. Not so great, I will say, when I was in, living in Hawaii, or I wasn't living in Hawaii, I spent a, a 10 days a month in Hawaii every month. So I was there I was there a third of every month for about a year and a half. Yep. Sundays, right? I think, I think Hawaii is what, like four hours ahead of LA? Maybe five, so correct me if I'm wrong, in the comments, something like that. Mm-hmm. So the games would start at like 6 a.m. So that, that was a little early. <laughs> <laughs> it's a little early for me to start watching, you know, mm-hmm. to, to wake up at 6 a.m. to watch, you know, the Giants play the Jets. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I'd still do it, but a little bit. I'm just saying, yeah. All right. Uh, could you imagine if they had, Lon- they didn't have London games back then? No. <laughs> the London game would have been like on at midnight. Yeah. Actually, yeah. Have to be, at like two o'clock in the morning to watch that. No, that's not going to work. Uh-uh. So, so basically here, here's, here's the two, two sides in a nutshell round earthers for mm-hmm. lack of a better term have science have photos have videos from space flat earthers have anti-establishment they're trying to pull one over on us um i think i told you this last week i said the, the main reason i wanted to bring up this topic this week right wasn't about kyrie irving or Shaq. it was because my son was watching an episode of Teen Titans. It's one of his favorite episodes. And in, and in this, in this episode of Teen Titans, they talk about the earth being flat. Mm-hmm. And someone asked, I believe, Beast Boy. <laughs> so asked Beast Boy, what, what about the water? How come the water doesn't just run off if the earth is flat? And he says, because it's surrounded by butter walls. <laughs> <laughs> and I just was like, we got to we gotta talk about butter walls. I needed what? to find a way to bring in butter walls. It sounds delicious. All right, so... I know where the vote's going. This might be the first one we agree on. Mm-hmm. Or flat or round? round. We got round? Yeah. All right. yeah. We got two. We got two O. <laughs> but I challenge you because you know this is we're fluent and chill. Mm-hmm. So we're we I always say this. We have ideas, but we're I said this last night to you, right? But we're mm-hmm. open to new information. So if you have more obviously scientific, more evidence, more proof. That the earth is flat. I want you to send it to me or give me a link. I want to learn. Show me. Tell Opinions me. are subject to change upon new information. There you go. I'm all I'm all in on Bring that. it. Bring uh, it. So from Butterwalls to the Super Bowl. Mm-hmm. I had a conversation yesterday. Mm-hmm. And we we're talking about you know the greatest moments in Super Bowl history. And I said, Yeah, okay, those are great. Mm-hmm. But really. Great is all, even great, I think is subjective because great is always going to affect someone differently. Like, uh, what is it? David Tyree's catch was great for giant fans. Mm -hmm. I bet you it was horrible for Patriot fans. It sucked. I'm sure (laughs) it was horrible. So I said, so forget the great. Mm -hmm. Let's talk about our favorite. Cause you can't, you can't tell me my favorite is wrong. I don't care. My favorite might be a one yard dive play. Right, because right. it was the fridge, and he dove into the end zone for a touchdown. And I thought, nineteen eighty-five, that was amazing. Mm-hmm. That that was nothing 
crazy special about that play, but that might be my favorite. It's not, but that might be my favorite. It is mm-hmm. a bear Super Bowl play, though. I will tell you that much. You, you could probably mm-hmm. tell. Um, so I want to let me start with you. Favorite, my, favorite. There, there are a number of different, and it could be. And, and let me just say, it doesn't have to be on the field. Mm-hmm. It'd be off the field. It could be Whitney Houston nail the national anthem. Remember Whitney Houston nas- national anthem? Damn. Which I, I was actually going to get to that. Yeah. I, I was absolutely going to get to that. But when I think about Terry Bradshaw hitting Lynn Swan on the sideline, and he looked like he jumped twelve feet in the air to catch the ball. That was nuts to me. I thought that was one of the one of the best catches that I'd ever seen. I'm all, as you know, I'm a homer. So to see Montana march up the field and hit John Taylor on a 21 yard touchdown to win the game in the bowl game in '88, that was awesome. Makes However, sense. my favorite Super Bowl memory, even though Whitney Houston, which by the way, Tony, I think that the national anthem. I've I've actually had conversation about this that I think that that should actually be the version of the national anthem. So what you hear? Oh, okay, okay. I think that what Whitney Houston that what that should be the national anthem. Going forward, after she did that, I don't, there's there's nobody else who could do it better than what she did. So I I, I thought that that the national anthem should be changed to it, it being her singing it now. Nobody okay. else, no, nobody else should sing it. But my favorite, my favorite Super Bowl moment because I'm a homer is watching Russell Wilson throw a pick on the goal line. I absolutely <laughs> loved that. That was because you know I have a natural disdain for the Seattle Seahawks. Absolutely, I do. And I look at when I look at the New England Patriots, I'm thinking to myself, we would have beat them. Absolutely, we would have beat them. And the fact that they didn't run the football when they had arguably the best red zone running back in the game, and for Russell Wilson to throw an interception, I was like, ah, <laughs> that's so awesome. Absolutely, that was my favorite moment. That's that's very much a Homer Homer pick. It is. Um, not that mine isn't, but yeah, there's been so many, I think to ones that, you know, just, you'd never forget Janet mm-hmm. Jackson and Justin Timberlake. Oh my God. <laughs> right. I still, I'm still mad at Justin Timberlake. I think he did Janet wrong. I think of. You think he has something to do with that though? I don't know that he had anything to do with it. I, 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 no, I think, I think it was, I think it was planned. I, I, mm. Oh, I don't think it was an accident at all, but I think the fact that she got, she gets banned. And then he comes back and performs like seven years. Tom, I, I didn't. I didn't like that. I didn't like that. Seven, seven years before another woman performed at the Super Bowl again. Think about that. it, right? Yeah, that's that's crazy. That's crazy. You you know, like come on, it's fine. Mm-hmm. So that's why I say. It's, but it was still my favorite moment because it was it was it was very enjoyable. Absolutely. Um, you know, I think about, and it's funny because I was living. I want to say I was living in Arizona at the time, and I would have loved for Arizona to win a Super Bowl. But when end of the second half, when Kurt Warner throws that interception to James Harrison, that he somehow, I don't even know how he survived. He oh, looked like awesome. he needed to be put into a hospital on a respirator, hundred oh, yards for that that, that, awesome. pick, that pick six. Like that's just incredible moment. However, you know, most people think I'm going to pick an 85 bear moment because, you know, 46 10 beating the patriots obviously it's what made me fall in love with football with the bears with everything right but actually my favorite moment comes in a loss because i just no one's ever done it i don't know that it'll ever be done again mm-hmm. but in 2006 when the colts kick off to devin hester the greatest return man in the history of football who's going to go into the hall of fame this year 
solely based on his returning, right? Because listen, I think they did him wrong as a wide receiver. I think, they, but that's a conversation for another day. Mm-hmm. Greatest return man ever in the history of football. He takes that to the house. And I just, I, I remember it because I was, I was watching the game. My brother was at the game on the sideline, which I want to kill him for that, but that's a different conversation for another what? day. What? Conversation for another day. Because I, I still I'm still in like therapy. I'm still in therapy. It's not like you're not over it yet. So yeah, I'm not, I'm, I am not over it yet. So <laughs> as I'm watching it, and I'm, you know, a bunch uh, there's a we have a big Super Bowl party, right? It's my bears. The TV's like about, I don't know, like 200 inches, like it's a and as he catches it, I don't even know why. I stand up and Jay, I'm telling you, I took every I, I, in stationary. Like I didn't run around the room, but I ran every step with Devin Hester. Were you part I, of the convoy? Or, I, were you blocking? I, I felt, I no, I felt like I was him. Like I'm not, I, I'm not, as he was running, I was running and I was like, I was juking with him. I was doing everything. And when he just scored that touch and I was like, Oh my God, because I'll be honest with you. I knew our defense was good. Like really good. Mm-hmm. You know, our, our running back Thomas Jones was, you know, better than most people thought he was. I think he had rushed for like 13, 1200 yards that year. Even that game, he rushed for 112 yards. Like we had, you know, I was concerned about Rex Grossman. I was concerned about our, you know, our wideouts. I was like, we can't get into a shootout with Peyton Manning and the Colts. No. We have to take a lead. We have to run the ball, slow the game down. Because if the one thing about that Colts defense, if you remember, they weren't necessarily good, but if they had the lead and you had to throw, they had some pass rushers. Uh, I think Mathis and um, I forget the other guy, but coming off the edges that could put a lot of pressure on a quarterback, especially a quarterback like Rex Grossman, who's not elite, right? Not, sure. He, I think he was a one-time pro bowler. And it was raining that day too, which is and your it, weapon. That was it was rain. Yeah. It was raining in Miami. I'm like, so if they get mm-hmm. the lead and they can make this game mucky and just run the ball and just keep it slow. We have a chance. And, and so he takes that opening kickoff. And of course you're thinking, why the heck would they kick it off to Devin Esther in Miami, in his home, like in Florida? All the people, what are you doing? (laughs) What are you doing? Yeah, what are you doing? And so I was like, we got the lead. We have a chance. So why that's my favorite moment is obviously one, because something like almost an out-of-body experience picked me up and I ran with him. And it (laughs) it gave me a, a chance where I was really nervous going into the game thinking, man, can we, can we do... And I kept saying, we need to take the lead. We need to take the lead. Mm-hmm. Take the lead on the opening kickoff? Man, that made me feel really good in a mucky time. game. Right? It didn't time. turn out as wonderful as I expected, but mm-hmm. that's still, that's still, <laughs> I, I can, oh, if you just say that moment, even right now as I'm saying it to you, I, mm-hmm. in my mind, I see him running, all the lights flashing. Do you remember how, like, mm-hmm. yeah, so that's, that, it that's. Opening play to kick. It was the opening play, play, play of the Super Bowl. It's right. just, that's how you open it. Yes. Right. Anthem, flyover, Devin has to return. That's beautiful. It doesn't get better than that. Big time, yo. So in the comments, when you're hitting the subscribe, smashing the like button, let us hear your favorite. I want to hear your favorite. Um, and I'm going to post this actually on TikTok. So let me let me let me do it proper. So for the for the TikTok post. Mm-hmm. So our favorite, our favorite moments in Super Bowl history. Um, of course, Jay's is Russell Wilson because he's a 49ers fan. Russell Wilson throwing that pick to Malcolm Butler of the Patriots to lose the Super Bowl. My favorite moment is my guy, Devin Hester, future Hall of Famer, taking the opening kickoff to the house. What's your favorite Super Bowl moment? Not the greatest, not the best, your favorite uh, Super Bowl moment of all time. All right. So 
let's that fast forward now to this year's Super Bowl. We're not making our picks. That's going to nope. be on Friday. It's going to be on Friday. You got to come back. You got to come back. So maybe set your reminder. There's a little thing that looks like a bell that will remind you. That's, in the all, new we, that's all we're going to talk about, guys, on Friday. We ain't talking Friday, about nothing. No nothing but Super Bowl. Nothing. We're going to talk nothing. about the bowl game. That's it. Who's your X or what is your X factor in this weekend's game? My X factor in this weekend's game is going to be Azuma. Because wow, okay, Zuma is my X factor in this game because the one thing, one of the things that the Rams struggle with throughout the season, they struggled with tight ends because Von Miller and Aaron Donald are primarily pass rushers, and when they get matched up on tight ends, that really screws them up. And Azuma is huge in Cincinnati's offense. I mean, they use a lot of T. Boy. They use a lot of mixing, right? They use a they use a lot of T. Higgins. They they use they use a lot of those things. But when they get a Zuma involved, going downfield in the seams, that really screws up a lot of a lot of defenses. And I think that if he's healthy enough to go, he said. Now he has said he has said, "There's no chance I'm missing this game." Right. It's the biggest game of my life. I'm not missing this game. If he's healthy enough to go, I think he could be the X factor in this ball game. So I'm just, I'm going to, I'll tell you mine in a second, but I want to mm-hmm. ask you a question about yours. T Higgins is a big receiver. Yeah, he is. But he's six, five. Like he he's built like a tight end. Let's be honest. Mm-hmm. Right. Mm-hmm. If Azuma isn't a hundred percent, or even if Azuma can go, and we know that the Rams have trouble with tight ends, mm-hmm. would it make sense? Like, is it, am I crazy to think, would Zach Taylor be crazy enough to do this where, Hey, I got chase on one side. Boyd on the other, whether it's Azuma and Higgins or Higgins running those typical tight end routes, mm-hmm. kind of a la what the Rams do with Cooper Cup, where he runs a lot of, uh, you know, five yard outs. He runs a lot of seam routes. He runs a lot of hooks. Mm-hmm. Like, would it would it be crazy to put a big receiver like Higgins into that situation where he can take advantage of where the Rams? Well, have when, I, when I think that about crazy to think. Well, that's what I'm that's what I'm thinking, Tony. I don't think it's crazy because even though T. Higgins is better on the edge, he's much better on the edge. However, when we get in a situational football where we got to move the football, you could absolutely put T. Higgins in the slot and you could get a five, you could get an eight-yard hook. You could get him to sit down on that first yard, first down mark of five yards. And if I'm matched up against a linebacker, or if I'm matched up, because by the way, linebackers, they don't want to cover. Linebackers want to tackle. So linebackers do not want to cover. They want to tackle. So for the most part, if you get matched up with a linebacker, what you're going to do, especially in a, in a, in an eight yard hook, you can sit on the first down marker because he's not going to cover. He's going to look to tackle you. So you can absolutely do that. So when I think about T Higgins getting, getting put in a slot in situational football, that would absolutely work. Right. Like I just, again, if, listen you want it to be your tight end you don't want to Mm -hmm. put people in positions that they've never you know that they're uncomfortable with because you don't want them being like any kind of alligator arms coming over the middle those types of things but if you could take advantage and get like when you need five six yards and it's Mm -hmm. like hey let's throw a wrinkle at them because jalen ramsey is either going to be shadowing jamar chase Mm -hmm. or he's going to stay on one side and basically say okay the right side is locked You, you guys throw left yeah. Well, here's a wrinkle. Here's T. Higgins, right, on an eight-yard hook. Well, mm-hmm. what do I do now? Now mm-hmm. what do I do? 
right? So I find, I, I, so that's why I find your kind of tight end interesting because I was like, I wonder if there's another wrinkle that can do that. Okay. Yeah. My X factor is the Bengals secondary mm. because the Rams have, based on production, mm-hmm. based on production, right? The best wide receiver in football this year. Yes, they do. Right. And they have OBJ starting to look like OBJ again. And so if they can slow, you know, they can't allow, like if you look at the Rams wins, mm-hmm. there's always a moment where, oh, they, they might lose here. And what happens? Big play, Cooper Cup, first down. Oh, mm-hmm. now, we're, now we're in trouble. Oh, touchdown, Cooper Cup. Damn it, the Rams win. Right? Mm-hmm. Like, not to bring up the 49ers lost, but how many times was it like, oh, we got them. Oh, damn, Cooper Cup got the first down. Right, you probably said that five times. Well, a lot of a lot game, of Cooper right? Cups, a lot of Cooper Cups catches, and a lot of his receptions. When I saw them, I'm thinking to myself, "That's just me against you, and I'm better than you." There is yeah. nothing. There isn't. There is nothing that's extra in it. There is no, you know, blocking or there's nope. nothing extra. It's just double me move, triple route. move, that's and he's open. None of that. You that's slip, and he's open. I'm right? that, that's that. That's all that was. Yeah. So so if they can contain, look, you're not. I always say this. You're not going to stop star players you, you're not i'm sorry whether it's football basketball like when people say you know uh dennis rodman would shut down kevin durant no he's not lebron james would would completely shut down larry bird no he wouldn't there's no nobody you know even heck revis uh, uh, jalen ramsey's a great example yeah. did jalen ramsey shut down mike evans no no Got touched on them. You know what I mean? He'll go, they're going to get something. So, so when I say the secondary, I mean, can they contain and and limit those first downs and those things? You know what I mean? And make it difficult on guys. That that's, that's the most important thing. That's a good way to put it. To add to your point, when you're talking about a guy like, when you're talking about a guy like Mike Evans, well, up until that touchdown, they didn't have him. They had him bottled up, but he wasn't completely shut down. I mean, I think that he was at eight receptions, for like 60 yards, 50 yards, and then he he bust open for that bomb. But that's the point right there. If we could just slow him down, if we could keep him contained, where if he's got 12 targets, he can't catch 10 of them. No, that's not going to work right there. So when you're looking at a guy like Cooper Cup, who Matt Stafford, we know for a fact, not only is he Matt Stafford's number one option, he's also Matt's safety blanket. Tone, I stand on every time I see a great quarterback, when I saw Montana, when I saw Brady, when I saw Peyton Manning, whenever those guys came to the line of scrimmage, Montana, he's looking to his left, he's looking to his right. Where's 80? Okay, there he is right there. Peyton Manning, when he comes to the when he comes to the line, where's 88? Okay, there he is right there. This is his guy. When Brady comes to the line, where's Gronk? Okay, there he is right there. These are his, these are their guys, right? Yeah. So when I look at what when I look at what Cincinnati is doing, and when I look at their wide receiver core. I mean, when I look at what the Rams are doing and their wide receiver core, when Matt Stafford comes to the line, the first guy he's looking for, where's Cup? Okay, there he is right there. So that's it. not only is that his number one option, that's also his safety net too because he knows that he could go to him at any point. Right. And when you have that chemistry, right, yeah. like I think there's this uh, a moment where, you know, uh, Patrick Mahomes and Travis Kelsey. And Kelsey, Kelsey says, at? and Kelsey mm-hmm. says, and Kelsey says, hey, they know I'm going middle. But if I see them play me inside, I'm going, I'm going seam. What mm-hmm. happens? Bam. Big play to Travis Kelsey down the seam. Right. So they also have that connection to they both see the defense the same way. 
And they're like, okay, I'm going to cut off this route and do something different. But like a lot of option routes in, in uh, for wide receivers, which people don't realize, right? People just think, oh, I'm running a 10 yard out and that's all I do. No, if there's, if there's a defender playing you on the outside and no safety help, you're going seam, you're right. You're going inside. You're not going to run it outside where the defense is. You're going to, you're going to be smart. You play off of what the defense is doing to you. And I think that's where those guys become, like you say, that safety net because they also have an understanding of what the defense is doing. Add that to chemistry too, Tom, because you also just talked about him saying that if he's inside, if he's outside, then I'm going to go inside. And you, you hear Patrick Mahomes verbalize that. Do it, Kels. Do it. I see. I see. Oh, that's right. Yeah. I, I see what you're looking at. Do it. Yep. No problem. I see what you're looking at, so do it. And he does it. And then you also have that nonverbal communication with those guys. So I think that's very important. All right. So those are those are our X factors for the Super Bowl. Like we mm-hmm. said on Friday, Super Bowl only. We're probably going to bring up some of these points again, on, but go a little bit more in depth because I have a lot more to say, but I'm going to hold it until What are we Friday. talking about on Friday? I'm, I'm telling y'all, all we talking about Friday is football. So Football Friday. Football Friday. Mm-hmm. Stephen A. Smith. Mm-hmm. put out his top five MVP candidates in the NBA. They are as follows. Number five, Devin Booker. Number four, Nikolai Jokic. Number three, I like seeing his name, Chris Paul. Number two, Ja Morant. Mm-hmm. And number one, Joel Embiid. Mm. Did he get it right? Did he get it mm-hmm. wrong? Mm-mm. I, I can appreciate say Booker. You? If, if you're going to put somebody on the, if you're going to put somebody from the Phoenix Suns in the MVP conversation, you got to take Devin Booker out and got to put Chris Paul in. I think that that's well, yes, Chris Paul and Devin Booker. Yeah. If, if, if I don't think two guys, so Giannis isn't on that list. So that blows my mind because I'm going to pose the question to you, Tone. And I actually thought about this in 1920, Giannis wins the league MVP. Last season, Joker wins the league MVP. This season, the top three league MVP candidates, Embiid, Joker, Giannis. That's what I'm thinking. So with that being said, has the big fella returned? Wow. Th- wow. That I, that I was not expecting that question. Um, wow. I think, I think the evolution of the big man, we might be in a moment in time where we look back in five, seven years from now mm-hmm. and say, this might be the moment. Because if you think about these guys, Embiid mm-hmm. can ov- obviously offense can post up, can shoot, can defend, mm-hmm. can get up and down the court. Jokic, not as athletic, not as good mm-hmm. on the defensive end, but can shoot can pass, can rebound. Like he's either at the top or one of the top at his, for every one statistical category on his team, right? Mm -hmm. Maybe one of the greatest passing big men we've seen, maybe even better than Arvita Sabonis because people forget how good Sabonis was as a passer. That's Mm -hmm. uh, not Sabonis in in Indiana, his dad. Not that dude, his father. Uh, His dad was a, was, Mm -hmm. and then Giannis is a different type of big man. But he's legit, what, 6'10", 6'11", 7 foot, maybe? Every bit of 6'10". Every bit of Every bit of 6'10", who can get up and, like, not the great shooter, but can defend, can rebound, can protect, like, can do multiple things. Like, Mm -hmm. when we think of big men, and I'm not saying this is true, 
But when we think of big men of like the 60s and 70s, right? It was post up, post move, rebound, block shots. Like that's it. You did those three things. And it went away because someone who just lethargically lumbers down the court and posts up can't have that in today's NBA. So yes, I will say yes. I have to go through all that to say, Mm -hmm. yes, I think we are seeing the return of the big man. It's an evolved big man who can do more um, or is allowed. Let me just say this. Let me say is allowed to do more because I I posted a video. I want to say yesterday with Wilt, the the guy from uh, the Acropolis from the Mm -hmm. Zeus's little brother. Mm -hmm. He was a mythological player. However, you did whoa, whoa, whoa. And, and on top of you posting that tone, it was in color. It so wasn't it was in color. I did that on purpose. I did it on purpose because everyone's like, I, I'm gonna go political on you for a second, okay? And I'm sorry that I'm gonna do this. But have you ever noticed every picture of Malcolm X and Martin Luther King are in black and white? Most of them are. Do you yeah. know why that's done? I think that it was done to depict them. You, you want to talk about conspiracy? It's done so that you think it was a really long time ago. Those photos are in color. They have every single one of those photos in color. There was color photography back then. Yes, it it's was. purposely done to make you think, oh, it's black and white. Oh, it was a really long time ago. It was not that long ago, right? It was the, the 60s. Right. It was not that long ago when you think about it, again, in the grand scheme of things. For someone who was born in 2010, you probably think the 60s, <laughs> oh, there was dinosaurs. Right. Like, the 60s was not that long ago, and it's done on purpose. So the reason I bring that up, typically, what do you see about Will? It's all black and white. Right. Why is it in black and white? Because it was also the 60s. Yeah. They want you to think this was back in a time when people would finish their jobs as electricians and then come to the court for a little bit of basketball fun in a peach basket. No, that is not how it was. These were professional athletes. That being said, you see Wilt. From 15, 17 feet away, fade away, turn around, turn around. fade money. away, fade away, <laughs> bank, bank, and it was money. And so if money. you saw that video, you see me, I'm making fun. I'm saying <laughs> he couldn't shoot. He couldn't use the backboard like Tim Duncan. Yes, he can. He could every bit. Too. So when I say the evolution, it's much like when I talk about the evolution of basketball. You can't say that they couldn't shoot threes. 50 years ago, they just didn't. Well, one, there was no three-point line. But, you know, I always bring up Pete, Pistol Pete Maravich, who only got to play with a three-point line once and shot like 60% from three. Right. He, he, and he was shooting from back there before. There just wasn't a line where right. you could count it. So, I, so that's why I say the evolution, meaning the way they allow players to play. Yep. Big men have always wanted to be guards. Every seven-footer I know, and I've talked to multiple seven-footers, always wants to dribble, you know, take it, take it from the top of the key and beat their man one-on-one. I think back to, remember that All-Star game? Shaq and Jordan in the warm-up mm-hmm. are playing one-on-one? Yeah. Shaq looked pretty pretty nimble. Like, Well, the reason why, Tone, you got to take under consideration that the big fella, you got to rely on me to get you the ball. So because you got to rely on me to get you the ball, that limits you. So, of course, all big fellas want to be able to handle the ball. They don't want to just stand on the box, and they don't want to just post up all the time. No, I know that that's my job, but I'd much rather handle the basketball, and I want to throw the ball between my legs because it looks good also. But to answer your question, to answer your question, I think about the league MVP, I think that it's Giannis's award to lose. 
when I look at the standings in the Eastern Conference, and I notice that from one through five is only separated by one game. And as of today, Milwaukee, as, as of today, which is Wednesday, Milwaukee is one game at a first place. And you and I have had this conversation countless times, Tone, about the league MVP. What exactly does the league MVP entail? What is the criteria? One of the major things with being a league MVP, winning matters. You can yep. I can average a bunch of points, right? I can average a bunch of rebounds, but if it's not translating to anything, so if I get a guy like Joker, who, by the way, is 25 and 14, and it looks incredible, but does that 25 and 14, is that more valuable on a sixth-place team in the Western Conference than a guy who's 23 and 11 on a second-place team in the Eastern Conference on a defending championship team? Is this Are these numbers more valuable than that? And no, they're not. So when I think about when I think about what the league MVP entails and the criteria, I still think that it's Giannis's award to lose. I'm not even going to get into to Joel Embiid tone because I think about in 2017 when he got drafted, I thought that I was looking at Olajuwon all over again. That's what I thought I saw, and the fact that he's been healthy and he's been able to hold up, he's actually turning into the big man that I thought that he could be. The question is, is can he hold up? That's the million dollar question. So it's interesting that you ended on on that, and I'm going to end on Embiid. Mm-hmm. So I'm I'm with you on everything you said about Jokic and Giannis. I think Giannis is is in that one two. Mm-hmm. However, I think Chris Paul is going to probably finish second in voting because people are starting to really appreciate what he does for that Phoenix Suns team, right? Offensively, defensively, like just he is the catalyst for their success. They are also, they're also one of the best teams in the league. I think the be- they might have the best record in the league, if I'm not mistaken. It's, they're either first or second. First? Okay, perfect. Best record in the league. Listen, this team, and I get it, there's a lot of other factors, but people will look at, he gets to that team, what happens? They go to the finals. The next year, when they should have a letdown, typically the team that loses in the finals has a letdown. Nope. They're first again, and they look fantastic. So good so, so much so, that Stephen A. Smith has his teammate (laughs) in the running for MVP. That's how good he has been for that team. And Aiton has not been as good. Like he, He hasn't taken that step that we thought from last year to this year, he's been mm-hmm. in and out of the lineup with injuries and stuff. And he's still keeping that team going. So I think he's going to be number two. I think Morant is going to be in that top five as well. However, I think this is actually Joel Embiid's MVP race to lose. Mm. So I actually agree. I can't believe I'm saying this with Stephen A having him first. And here's why, because mm. you just said it two years ago, Giannis won it mm. last year. Jokic won it. So now they'd be like, well, do we give it to Giannis for the third time in four years? Do we give it to Jokic in back-to-back years? Do we give it to John Morant, who probably is going to have more opportunities, right? Because he's so young. Pe- people think like that. I don't agree with it. But they- wait, 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 hold on, Tom. Wait a minute now. Because do we give it to Giannis for the third time in four years? We did that earlier in the decade. James won it four times in five years, okay? I, I, so I, I, I understand. But I'm, back, I'm just saying, back, here's what's going to go through. Here's what's going to go through okay. their heads, and then make sure. and they're going to say, and they're going to say what you and they're going to say what you said. When Joel Embiid came out, I was expecting this. Mm-hmm. I didn't get it because of you know he just wasn't playing all the time. Mm-hmm. But this year, I'm getting it. 
I'm getting the Joel Embiid I expected. Mm-hmm. Yeah, he's the best. And his team, without their second best player, without their second best player, he has been able to, you know that this isn't entirely true, but pe- this is how people think. He has been able to lift them and elevate them after a slow start, after adversity. People love adversity, right? When I think, when I think to the NFL, right? This is why I think um, Mike Vrabel will win the coach of the year, right? Mm-hmm. Loses Derrick Henry, still the number one seed. Mm-hmm. Joel Embiid, there's, there's chaos. Their second best player doesn't play. He comes back in, you know, one practice, and he gets thrown out. There's all this turmoil, adversity, and people love people who can rise above it, right? Joel Embiid just keeps doing his thing. So I think there's a great story to tell about Embiid. Mm-hmm. There's a great story to tell to your other point about, hey, it's the return of the big man. Three years in a row, three different big men. That's a great, that's a great narrative to tell, right? So, so now what happened? Because now what happens next year? Can the guards take back over again? Can the right? You have a storyline. So that, so when I put all of those things together, and don't get me, and he's having a great season, right? And he's having. That's why I think as long as he stays healthy, Mm -hmm. which so far so good, right? Because if you get hurt the last month of the season, all bets are off. Um, But if he plays out the rest of the season. I got I got Joel Embiid. Yeah. But but it, but listen, I think I think you I think Embiid. I think if I if I had to pick an order, I think Embiid, Paul, Giannis, Morant, Jokic is how the how the five finish in terms right. of voting. Right. And 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 I I really don't have an issue with that specifically because what Joker is doing is phenomenal. But the fact that his team's success, we got guys who are on better teams. That's what's going to knock him, yeah. That I think yeah. that's what's absolutely going to knock him, sure. And I look at what Joel Embiid has been doing. And let's make sure we remember, too, Tone. I lost out on the league MVP last year because I got hurt. Had I not gotten hurt last season, right. I would have won it. I would absolutely have won it. I would have won it going again. I was 30 and 11, and I missed a month. But up until that point, I was rolling. That's how Joker ended up. Right. in the league because I got hurt. Now I'm I'm able to hold up this season, and if I could continue to hold up, it, yeah, I it's it's I got, I and, that's, and I think listen, I do think voters think that's that fair. way too. It's voters are saying I probably would have voted for Joel last year if mm-hmm. he didn't get hurt. Well, this year, again, if he doesn't get hurt, yeah. let's hope. And let's hope he doesn't. You know, I've always said this. I hate injuries. I want every player to. I know it's not. It's unrealistic. I want every player to be at hundred percent every single time. Right, because well, then better we, we really it, see it's it a better is, product, right. and then we really absolutely. see who's better. Right, so right. Right. absolutely. Now it's time for your favorite part of the show, mm-hmm. male. Bro, we start with the NFL. Tom Brady's been retired for about fifteen minutes. I think it's like ten, to be honest with you. I <laughs> and he's like already 10. said, "Well, I don't know how I'm going to feel in six months." Oh boy, is Tom Brady coming back? And the question oh. just so let me read the exact question. Is Tom Brady coming back? That's the that's the question. We getting we 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 getting divorced, and the next thing you know, well, she lost some weight. She got yeah, a new dress. Oh, she got her hair did. Good idea to break up. <laughs> I don't know if it was a good idea to break up, and the reason why is because it's fresh. But give it a month, give it two months, and you'll realize. Yeah, I understand why we broke up, and we probably shouldn't get back together. Absolutely. So but you think it sounds done. it sounds good right now because it's fresh, Tone. I'm quitting and. It's, pro- it's it's the best thing for me and my family. 
And in a month and in two months, when he rolls out of bed and he realizes that, wow, it actually feels good to roll out of bed and not be like, oh, you know what? I think football's over. Yeah, I absolutely believe football's over for Tom Brady. Not to mention, and I've said this to you before, Tone, and it makes me nuts because I get riled up thinking about it. If you are 30 years old, you had Tom Brady as your quarterback since you were in the seventh grade. I don't want to hear a peep out of you any New England fans. I don't want to hear a word out of you. Absolutely not. He, he's not. He's definitely not retiring too early. He's definitely. Give me a break. This dude's been okay. around for two, two decades. It's over. I feel. I feel Tom Brady. I feel Tom Brady is more Brett Favre mm-hmm. than he is Barry Sanders. Mm. And what I mean by that is Barry Sanders, Calvin Johnson, Jim Brown. There's a list of guys who just in their prime. I'm out. In their prime, said, I'm, I'm out, and they're moving on. And then there's guys like Brett Favre who said, I'm retired. Nope, I'm back. No, I'm retired. Nope, I'm back. Just because he wanted to get, let's be honest, Brett Favre wanted to get out of Green Bay. Mm-hmm. And he wanted to go to Minnesota, but he was forced to go to the Jets first, and then he retired again because what he really wanted to do was go to Minnesota. So then he went to Minnesota. And, and why he, did he want to go? Then why did he want to go to Minnesota? Why did he want to go to Minnesota? Yeah. Because he wanted to stick it to Green Bay. That's why. Well, he didn't just want to go there. He wanted to stick it yeah, to them. Uh, yes, I, I understand that. So, and I'm not saying Tom Brady wants to stick it to Tampa Bay by going to the Saints. No. Right? He doesn't want to stick it to the Patriots by going. What other team could he go to in the AFC East? I don't know. The Jets. He st- Although, he starts, if he did, let me tell you this. 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 If Tom Brady went to the Jets, if Tom Brady went to the Jets and they had a winning season, Nothing else, just a winning season. So they finished nine and eight. Let's say ten and seven. Okay, nine and no, nine and eight. Okay, nine and eight. <laughs> okay, first of all, he's already the goat. But if he takes the Jets to nine and eight, there's no one will ever. Don't even bring up another person's name in the goat conversation if he goes to the Jets and they have a winning season. Does he start tone? Does he start day one? If he if he says I'm coming back, I'm coming out of retirement, and he goes to play for the Jets, is he is he their day one starter? Oh, I don't know. There might be a battle between him and Zach Wilson. <laughs> Listen, Zach Wilson would gladly carry his um, clipboard. his yes. clipboard. Yes, I was gonna say something else, but <laughs> but um, oh yeah. I, so so I so I would say this. I would say and Brady's Brady's more Brett Favre and Michael Jordan. Let me put it that way. If they leave yeah. that door open, right? Just remember, Jordan retired the first time. He's like, yeah, you know, if David Stern lets me back in, the second time he retired. Yeah, yeah, I'm 99%. Like, just let me leave the door open a crack. Mm-hmm. The third time, oh, yo, I'm done. <laughs> right? So I don't, I don't know. I, I don't think – now, he, I can tell you this. At 44 years old, he cannot take a year off. And then no. And then, no. Now, he could take a month mm-hmm. or two, figure out a buyout. I don't know what his contract situation is with, with, with the Bucks, and then say, okay, I'm out, and now I'm going to go right off into the sunset. You know what? I want to finish my career in San Francisco at home. Right, let me let me take over for Jimmy G. Right, like uh, something crazy. Like I could see Tom Brady being that guy because guess what? Guess what? If he's not one, he's two in the MVP race this season. He's gonna win it. Isn't not like he's trash. He's no, probably he's gonna win it. You're right. He's gonna win it because now if if they take the first round of the play, if they take the playoffs into account, Aaron Rodgers is out. <laughs> but that being said, they don't. It's just the regular season. So Aaron Rodgers has a chance at this, mm-hmm. but he's the MVP. Mm-hmm. He still led the league in, I believe, in yards and touchdowns. Yes, if not did. one, he's up there. Mm-hmm. So why not? 
Why not another year? Why not? So I'm leaving the door open. I'm leaving the door just a little bit open. Close the door, Tone. I got a model wife. I got kids. It sounds like a great idea initially. I'm out, Tone. Listen, I'm listen. Out. If he can, listen, no offense. No I got offense, 20 years. No, no disrespect. But if he cared about this is going to sound so mean. If he no, cared no. about his model wife and his kids, he was already a billionaire with a million other side projects. He could have retired 10 years ago and still been the goat and still been the goat. So no, I'm sorry. I don't, I think he's, he, I think he understands like I'm going to run this out as long as I can. And then listen, I'll spend my fifties and sixties <laughs> with my mom, with my model wife and my, you know, and my kids, I'm, you know, I hate to say it, but I, I, I feel like, he still has a chip on his shoulder. After 22 years in the NFL, he still has a chip for being Ew. a six-round pick. He's Ew. still look at the passion, the way he throws that iPad or whatever, slams it down on the ground. That's not a guy who's done. It's not. If I would have seen, I love you, Jay. I love you, Jay. If I would have seen a Jay Cutler attitude where he was like, oh well, then I would say, okay, he's done. Right now, Jay, it's not to say that Jay Cutler wasn't passionate, but Jay Cutler was very much like. Okay, that was just his demeanor. If I would have seen, if I would have seen Tom Brady be like, "Oh, I threw a pick six and we lost the game." Okay, he's done. No man, he's slamming stuff on the ground. I'm sorry, I think it's inappropriate. Don't get me wrong, because I want to hold everybody the same way. But okay, he also came out and said, "We're gonna stick with Tom Brady," because the second question is so. This someone said this was two parter. So the first part was, "Is Tom Brady done?" Number two, is Lamar Jackson really next? Because Tom Brady said. You're next. Mm-hmm. I do think so. I, I, I do. I do think Lamar Jackson is next. Now, I hear a lot of people talking about him being a running quarterback, and running quarterbacks don't last long. Lamar Jackson actually has a really good arm, and his ability to throw the football has improved. It actually improved this year, and him them incorporating Mark Andrews, which I was screaming at the top of my lungs. As the season was going on, get Mark Andrews more involved, get Mark Andrews more involved. And I think that initially they had lost confidence in Hollywood Brown, but then he had gained it back. And the fact that they're going to get him another wide receiver in there and they're going to get him some more options and more threats. I absolutely believe that they're going to do that because they know that his play style, in order for them to continue to in order for them to continue to be competitive, he can't keep playing like that. He's not going to hold up. He's not going to last if they if he keeps playing like that. He has to be able to not just efficiently. He has to continuously be able to throw the football. And he can't do that if he's on his back. And he can't do that if he's running and he's rolling his ankle or he's blowing out his hamstring. He's not going to last that long. So they got to get him some more offensive weapons and incorporate those guys more in the offense. And if they'll do that with him still running, just not as much. Absolutely, I think Lamar Jackson is one of the is going to be one of the best quarterbacks in the game. I think I, I think it's too late. I, I think the injuries have started to pile up. I'm not saying he's RG three. Mm-hmm. Um, I'm not saying he's Cam Newton, but I am saying I think I I I, I highly doubt he's going to play another full season. Mm-hmm. The other reason why I can't say he's next. Look, he's got all the talent in the world. Don't get me wrong. However, he's in the AFC. So let's look at his in at his division. He's got Joe Burrow, who's going to the Super Bowl. Mm-hmm. The Browns, who need to find a quarterback, so we don't know who they bring in, but I'm assuming hopefully they get themselves a good quarterback. And you've got Pittsburgh, who's now going to bring in. We don't know. They either might take a step back, or maybe they bring in a Russell Wilson, a 
Aaron Rodgers. I don't I don't know where, where what direction they're going in, but so I'm Mason assume, Rudolph is not it. Mason, Mason Rudolph's Rudolph. not the guy. So he's I'm gonna the assume guy. there's at least one great quarterback in his division in Joe Burrow. Mm-hmm. So he's gonna have a tough time in that division because even though Cleveland and um Pittsburgh don't have quarterbacks today, superstar mm-hmm. elite quarterbacks, they still do have good defenses, they still have good right. teams. So that's a tough division. Then you look at the AFC East, Josh Allen. Mac Jones, two was starting to come around. Okay, the Jets are the Jets, but you never know. Okay, the Jets are the Jets. I was going to try to defend them, but no, the Jets are the Jets. But you just got remember, but you, but you got, got, but you got three, you got but you've got three, three yeah. good quarterbacks in the East. You go to the West, mm-hmm. you got Mahomes, Herbert, Carr, and then Tannehill. There's three more, really, really, if not great, great quarterbacks. Mm-hmm. I'm missing a division. Oh yeah, we got. Uh, well, okay. Yeah. Now the the South, we don't need to worry about. Well, okay, the Jags. No offense, Trevor Lawrence isn't that guy. I don't think. Houston, I love the hire of Lovey Smith. By the way, get him, go get him, Lovey. Um, they got no quarterback there. You're wrong on uh, Lawrence, though. You're gonna be you, you're gonna eat those words about about, about Lawrence, though. Okay, all right. You're the Colts, Carson Wentz. Eh. Mm-hmm. Um, so you know, okay, I'm not worried about that. But I just named what eight other quarterbacks that are mm-hmm. great. That's good. It's good. If to be great, it's not just putting up numbers, it's winning games. Yes. So when you've got eight teams that have legit great, great teams, great quarterbacks, mm-hmm. if he was in the NFC, we'd have a different conversation because I'm like, Aaron Rodgers is kind of on his last legs. Drew Brees is gone. Tom Brady's gone, assuming, right? Like all these guys are just, you know, what other quarterback scares you in the NFC? Not Matt Stafford. No, no, nowhere near as many as in the right. No. You're not having that same conversation like you are in the AFC, especially if, like I said, if Wilson goes to, let's say, Pittsburgh, which is a great pairing, by the way. Um, who do they have? Kyler Murray? Well, he's questionable. Um, you know, Justin Fields is too young. Jared Goff is too young. Kirk Cousins, we know what he is. Um, he over in Minnesota anyway. His contract right, is if, Well, but my point, my point is if you go I'm down bad. the list of quarterback, we don't even know who the quarterback is for the Saints. Um, we don't know who the quarterback – in Carolina, um, we don't know who the who the Bucks quarterback is going to be. The whole, uh, you know, then you got Matt Ryan, right? He's a little long in the tooth, right? Who's oh, okay? There you go. He's over. The Giants, well, is Daniel da- Daniel Jones? Nah. Mm-hmm. Uh, okay, Dak, but we know what Dak does and the, the Cowboys do in the playoffs. Um, who else? With the Eagles, is is, is um, I'm gonna I'm drawing a blank on uh, uh, Jalen Hurts, Jaylen right? Hurts. There's just Washington, the Commanders. We got to get used to saying that the commanders we love that too, by the way, they don't, so. they, they don't, they don't have a quarterback. So like, there's nothing in the NFC. So if it's the I, NFC, if he was in the NFC, I would say, you know what? Lamar Jackson has a chance to take over, mm-hmm. but he's in the AFC where there's 10 great quarterbacks, which is insane to say, but that's, that's where the quarter it's, uh, it feels like the almost when it comes to quarterbacks, it feels like almost that Eastern Western conference thing that we used to have in the NBA, where it was just like the West had everybody. All right, sorry. Last, we got two more, two more mail back, mail draw. I said mail back, mail drop questions. All right, mm-hmm. two of the hottest teams in the NBA. I'm putting them together. The Phoenix Suns, which we talked about a little bit, mm-hmm. are now on their second eight plus game winning streak. Double digit, double digit winning streak. Excuse, did they? Mm-hmm. You know, I did this the last time that, that they hit that they hit ten. I was like, are they mm-hmm. double digit? They are double digit. And my. I'm going to bring out the hat. 
Here we go. Here we go. You knew it was coming, guys. You, and you my it. Toronto oh. Raptors. Here we go. Oh boy. Listen, I I said to you, I said to you at the beginning of this season, the Raptors are gonna be better than you think. You did because say that to me. because yes. last year in Tampa, it was seventy two road games. 72 road games. They were getting booed by your neighbors to the north in Tampa. <laughs> they were getting booed in their own. Could you imagine being booed in your own stadium? That That's just. Regularly, by the way, not just. Like, all the, yeah, all game. the time. That's on the regular that's going on. So I said, listen, they're going to be, they're, they're, they're not as bad as you thought they were last year. They've even surprised me. Mm-hmm. We all questioned Scotty Barnes over Suggs. Boy, was that the right call. Yeah. Yeah, they look good. Nick Nurse has them playing really good. Like especially of late, Siakam is starting to look like the guy who who we thought was going to take over for Kawhi when he left for the Clippers. Mm-hmm. Van Vliet is now an All Star. Mm-hmm. Uh, Gary Trent Jr. We're starting to find out more and more about how difficult it was for him in Portland, like mm-hmm. mentally to deal. He's a great young scorer. Mm-hmm. Um, they're they're gonna. You don't want. You know, they remind, they remind me of your 49ers, right? No one's expecting them to do anything, but I don't want to play them in the first round of the playoffs. No, you don't. Because Especially with Nick, Nick Nurse has like 64 different defensive sets. <laughs> like you can't, he is, he's an interesting coach, man. So you got all that length. You mm-hmm. finally getting some shooting, right? Because that was the biggest question. I remember I told you this. I said, they're long. They're going to play defensively. They're going to get on you. I'm worried about who's going to score. Mm-hmm. Well, Van Vliet scoring, Siakam scoring, Gary Trent is scoring, Scotty Barnes is scoring, and mm-hmm. like I think he scored thirty-two points all on little baby hooks. I, th- <laughs> I think he shot sixteen baby hooks and scored thirty-two points. Like yeah. he's he's for a rookie. I'm really impressed. So either one or both, Phoenix Raptors. Well, the Phoenix Suns. You're talking about two double digits. They they've won thirteen of their last fourteen games, including eleven straight, and. Chris Paul is the he's the engine that, that makes that team go. When I look at Bismack Biombo, I'm looking at a guy who Chris Paul is saying, if I had this dude since the beginning of the season, he might be an all-star. I might have made him into an all-star if I would have had him since the beginning of the season. Because the way he runs the floor, his ability to pick and dive, his ability to pick and pop, I didn't even know he had a pick and pop in his game. I just thought he was primarily a rebounder and a rim protector. Chris Paul is actually making him into an offensive threat. Now, when I add all of that can I, up, can, with, I, can I pause there for a second to tell you? You know who knew he had that? Raptor fans, because when he played <laughs> for the Raptors, he was doing it. We yeah, loved Bismack Biombo in Toronto. They lo- he was a fan that. favorite. They loved I do him. Remember that. I do remember that he was on that team that, that was in the that was in the Eastern Conference Championship. I do remember that. Yes, sir. In so the Le- in the LeBronto years. In the LeBronto years, absolutely. <laughs> James threw a monkey wrench in a James threw a monkey wrench in a lot yeah. of going, <sighs> Poor question about that. So, all right, so yeah, at, so if you had a ball season long, go ahead. When I when I look at when I look at Phoenix, man, we don't I don't think we're talking about them nearly as much as we should. You know, we got uh Bridges as one I think he's gonna be an all-league defender, Bridges is, and he's gonna be in the conversation for defensive player of the year. I just think that they are, with the exception of Milwaukee, Milwaukee is missing just a little bit of meat. They 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 they're a little thin in the middle. And I think that they can handle that. But other than Milwaukee, I think the Phoenix is the most complete team in the game. And we don't talk about them nearly as much as we should. Today is the day that this airs is Wednesday, February the 9th. Yes, sir. The year 2022. Mm -hmm. I will look into the camera 
and say right here and now. My new top five point guards of all time will include Chris Paul as he wins an NBA championship this year with the Phoenix Suns. What? You heard him. He said it. Not only is because that's what it'll take for me. And and I think I think that's I think this is the year. I think this is the year they get it done. Okay. All right. This year they get it that's done. not that's not ridiculous. That's not ridiculous, Tony. I thought right. it was really bold, and then as I said, I was like, eh, people would probably say, yeah. Yeah, that's, not, that's, not, that's not ridiculous. Absolutely. Oh. I got I got a back walk of Van Fleet because I thought Van Fleet would be a good backup, only except Van Fleet is a very good point guard on a, on a really good playoff team. Yeah. I, I still I, you know what's funny? I still think I don't know that I want him leading my team at the point. Right. It's, well, like I, just, I said, Tom, yeah. I think he's a good point guard on a good playoff team. If, if you're a championship contender, I don't think he's your lead guard. I don't. Yeah. Uh, like I was still, you know, not that this would be a straight up deal, but like I would still, if I could get Dame for Van Vliet and something, I'd still do it. You know what I mean? Like today. I think there's today. Today. Yeah. today. Oh, right. Yeah. Right now. All right. Last topic of the day. We're going to end it on a down note. Are the Brooklyn Nets done? Eight in a row, Tone. Lost eight in a row. Eight in a Harden row. is saying he wants out. Nash is saying he's not going anywhere. Mm-hmm. But Philly looks like they're they're open to making that move. Mm-hmm. So if you lose Harden, you have Kyrie in part time, and KD hurt. I'm assuming he'll <laughs> come back himself. But are they done? And this what, what are they those, seventh? What are they seventh seed? They're in the play in turn. Seventh seed right now. This is one of those situations where you don't like being right. And for the for the people at home, Tone, could you please reiterate, reiterate what I said about the Brooklyn Nets two months ago? So so we're clear. They're fool's gold, Tone. <laughs> I, this is one of those situations where you just, I, I, I do not like being right in situations like this. And, and this is a situation where, because I like to see teams that are good or great be that. But I felt like right from the beginning, everybody was so in love with Kevin Durant. They were so, I'm saying, Tone, these guys are fool's gold. Do not listen to this stockbroker and buy stock in this company because you're going to lose your money. Everybody was buying stock in them. They're fool's gold, Tone. Do not get sold on them. They're thin in the middle. They got a rotation issue. Kyrie Irving, he's not problematic in this situation more than he's inconsistent. So being in and out of the lineup, that's a problem. Most importantly, with James Harden, I didn't sign up for this. I signed up for a lot of things. I did not sign up for this and in the words of my man tone about matt ryan who's a little long in the tooth james harden i'm 33 years old i'm in year 13 i don't have a lot of years left at this level so i can't waste any more time and the reason why they initially came out and said that he's going to be on a trade block is because they're going to lose him tone he's going to walk out the front door and unlike mr danny ainge who allowed kyrie Irving to walk out the front door in boston which i ultimately believe cost him his job mm-hmm. brooklyn can't afford to do that no, because what that means is that because they're going to lose Irv too, they're going to lose him. They didn't resign him. I think they're going to lose him too. So that leaves them with Kevin Durant, who's been injured. Right. So and, and let's be honest, we know Kevin Durant is not shy to make a move. He is not. Tony. He's not shy to make a move. You know he would. He, he is not. He he will go to a better situation as he should. Like I I've always yeah. said, I don't hold it against people if they leave for a better situation. If I have a job and I, it starts to go south, and I'm like, oh. More money? 
less hours. Yep, I'm there. So I, I, I hear what you're saying because it's how I feel about Zion Williamson when I said coming out of college, the weight's going to be an issue. Injuries are going to be an issue. I hate that I was right because I want to see him play. Mm-hmm. I did fall for the Nets. You told me and I didn't listen because I thought, I thought one, where they're going to be smart enough and they're going to make a move and get some help in the middle. I also thought the mandates would change or soften. I thought maybe even they'd just pay the fine. I didn't realize that the NBA teams had a deal where they would not do that because he could play. Kyrie mm-hmm. could play and they just have to pay out. And it's like for the season, it might be $80,000 or something. Right. Pay it, whatever, pay the fines. But they have a, the NBA has a deal that you won't break your state laws. Mm-hmm. So that being said, what I thought was going to happen was they're going to get some help in the middle. They'll make a trade because they've got some tradable pieces, right? Whether it be draft picks, other players, you know, Jamar, um, uh, what's his name? Aldrich's contract. There's, there's things they could move. Oh, mm-hmm. And I thought, okay, they'll get some help in the middle, especially with Indiana having a fire sale. Miles Turner would look real nice up there in the middle. Right. And so, and I thought, so they get something like that. They get, you know, the mandates are softened. Now Kyrie's playing every day. And I thought, okay, James Harden, Kyrie, KD healthy at the time, Miles Turner kind of player in the middle. All right, this team is going to turn it around and start to click. Almost the exact opposite of all that happened. They didn't get any help in the middle. KD got hurt. Kyrie's still part-time. And now Harden, his head's, I, I guarantee you, his head's not in Brooklyn anymore. He's already packed his stuff. You think he's and out, Tom? I think he's out. I think he's out. Mm. Because to your point, he's walking. The difference between Kyrie, KD, and Harden, Kyrie and KD have championships. Mm-hmm. Harden does not. And it means something. It Whether you want to admit it or not, yeah. rings mean something. And Harden's like, I don't have much time left. I need to get a ring. Right? Just think, I think, you know, Charles Barkley going to Houston. He didn't want to go play with Olajuwon. He didn't. He wanted a ring. He didn't get it, right? Clyde Drexler going to Houston. Now, he got his ring, yes, right? That's why he wanted, that's why he went there. Like people, they just, even just to get one, right? I get, you don't think Dan Marino would give up half of his passing yards for one Super Bowl win? Yeah. In a heartbeat, in a heart. I've said this before too. I guarantee you, if you told LeBron James, I can snap my fingers and take away those six finals losses for one more win. You don't think he does it? Absolutely, he does. In it. a heartbeat, people st- that- and people will start. People will fight me on that. No, mm-hmm. no, take, that take, quick. I'm trading it. Take take, take Malone, Tom. You, I, I'm pretty sure that Malone. I'll tell you what. I, those those 14 All NBA performances you had. I'll cut that in half. And you can have two of Robert Ory's rings. How do you feel about that? I'll absolutely one. take that. One. <laughs> I'll take one of The guys that have none, they'll take one. <laughs> I'll take, I'll absolutely take that. You no ask, doubt. and I've asked this of people. They don't like it when I ask it, but when I get the, you know, the fortune of having conversations with some players who've never won a ring, I always mm-hmm. ask, like, what would you give up to have one NBA championship? Whatever and you I'm, want. And I'm paraphrasing. The answer every time is anything. Everything. Whatever you want. Like, what, you what, do you, want. what do you want? Yeah, it's like, can you make that happen? <laughs> whatever you want. <laughs> you Take got whatever some mystical you want. Greek power yeah. you can make that happen? Whatever you want. <laughs> I'm telling you, whatever you want. So, mm-hmm. so yeah, so I, I guess we should answer the question. Is Brooklyn done? I say yes. I and do. You, and uh, you agree. I, yes, I think that they could win a playoff series, maybe. But in terms of le- le- realistically winning the NBA championship, getting to the conference finals, I don't think they're better than Chicago. 
I don't think they're better than Milwaukee. So I don't even. I don't think they're better than Miami. There you go. So I don't think that they. I don't think they'll go far. They're not better than Philadelphia. Nope. Especially if they trade Harden for Simmons, <laughs> then they're really done. All right. So that that's it for this week or this this episode. This is Wednesday today, Friday, Friday, Super Bowl football Friday, all football, all your questions, just everything football. We're going to make our predictions. Mm-hmm. I think mine's a little bold because I even have it down to who's going to win and how I've got the score and how they're going to win. Um, that's Friday. So we got Wednesdays and Fridays on YouTube. We're exclusive on Spotify Mondays at 8 PM. Don't forget to check out our live. We answer. I think we, I got some feedback that we, we did a great job of answering more questions on Monday. So we're going to continue to answer your questions on Monday, but until then take it light, but take it. <laughs>